my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 88 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Oh boy, it's a Friday oh. evening, 10 o'clock, on the Skype with my best friend, and for the next hour or so, all is going to be right with the world. It's a Friday late night, but coming at you nice. Nice and... Mm, uh, Blue Harvest After Dark. This is Blue Harvest After Dark. Listening with your lady, that's groovy. That's coming groovy. up with some slow jams. Um, oh man, it's been a it's been a week. I've had a busy week. Yeah, tell me what. And I'm a little uh, I'm a little out of it. End of the week, lots of work. Trying to bust out some extra work, make some extra cash for celebration. That's coming up quick, faster than it seems. Seemed like a, almost a year ago when I bought tickets. Um. Oh, how's your week been, buddy? It's been crazy. I uh, spent some time in Memphis, and I just got back from Memphis today. Um, <clears throat> that's cool. Yeah, uh, that's uh, where Will was last week when um, he was calling from a uh, previously unknown location and, and having a yep. having a little bit of uh, delay issues. But now he's back at home base, and the communication link is strong. And the birthplace of elvis i don't know man all right let's memphis is cool you know it's almost i don't know it's the dirty corner it's the dirty corner of tennessee and i don't mean that in a disrespect you know because there are good oh, things man. that are dirty like so you know. i have spent a lot of time in memphis i was not born in Le Bonheur hospital but shortly after i was born i was transferred there for some surgeries right. and stuff and i went to Le Bonheur routinely every two or three summers i would have like one major surgery or a, su a summer like at the beginning of the summer so i wouldn't miss school and stuff and I, it was always at le bonner and then um and then just routine doctor's checkups we'd go like once a month to memphis for doctor's appointments and stuff so i spent a lot of time in memphis as a kid in fact i have a very specific star wars memory from memphis we would go to my doctor's appointment and then we'd always go to 
the Mall of Memphis, the one that had the skating rink in the middle. Yep, I sk- <clears throat> I skated on that one back in the day. And it was, it's now known, or what became known as, it's closed now, but it was known as the Mall of Murder. Cause I wonder why they closed it. Yeah, right? Um, but anyway, they had a service merchandise there, and it was one of the stores that's like an entrance store. You know what I mean? This is not the first time we've talked about service merchandise. Before. I know. And I went in, and I was like, I'm going to go check out the toys. And who knows? This was like 96, I guess. So who knows what I would have been into besides Star Wars. I was like 13. I might have still been into shit like the Power Rangers. At that time, that's I was... Okay. I was big into X-Men, super into X-Men, so I was probably... I'm a couple years younger than you, so I was totally into the Power Rangers. But of course, the X-Men and the Spider-Man and the... So I was probably going to look for those kind of figures, and lo and behold, there's the Power of the Force 2 line sitting on the shelf. And like with Buff Luke and Buff Vader, all like the He-Man almost looking figures yeah, that absolutely. first came back out. And I lost my mind. I managed to Jedi mind trick my mom into getting me a Luke. And like, it was a whole new world. I could finally buy new Star Wars toys. And it didn't even occur to me. Like, I was so excited to have Luke that it didn't even occur to me that he was so buff. You know what I mean? I mean, you looked up to him. Like, I expect, yeah. you know, I, I knew like, he looked yeah, different buff. than he did in the, in the movie. But I was like, fucking A, they made him better. He's buff. Like, you know. I don't remember the tunic fitting quite so tight. But it's okay well, well, what's fat. funny is I don't even remember, like, didn't realize that was a thing until I started getting into looking at Star Wars toys on the internet and seeing people on message boards joke about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they are kind of buff, huh? That's exactly right. I didn't realize that that was out of place until somebody was like, oh, yeah, like where that was the line where they were all hulked out. And I was like, it is. They were all pretty buff. I didn't think about that. Well, that was, hey, there we go. A little Star Wars toy break the ice. And guess what? That's going to be one of our, our big topics this week is some 40th anniversary toys they've announced. Um, but, Time for uh, Steve Cobra's favorite episode. Oh, my God. I forgot that. I forgot how much Steve used to hate when we would talk about toys so much. Steve Cobra's favorite segment. Oh, we're bringing it back, guys. Wow, good callback. You know what yeah, I was man. thinking about? That we, like we, the Stone Cobra commercials we did back in the earlier days of the podcast. Saber yeah, in Dick the and Lightning we wrote Dick. some stuff. We were pretty creative. Yeah, like now, lately <laughs> we're, we're doing news and emails. and But like in the beginning, we were pretty creative. And it got, I think it got, uh, I don't know, it got intense. Yeah, yeah. I think people, well, like to this day, like, like Johnny, I was talking. I mentioned that to him. I was like, "Well, you know, I did those Stone Cobra commercials," and he was like, "Yeah, those were over the top." And I was like, "Oh, okay, buddy, over the top." Yeah, yeah. I know. That's him like being that. real nice and being like, "That shit was dumb." Man, I thought it was fun though. That we'll bring that back for our, our hundredth episode, a third Stone Cobra commercial. Maybe I think we should still write skits though. You know, I'm not trying. Yeah. To oh yeah, forward, I'm, but I'm not opposed to that either. Hmm. Something to think about. We still got to do the fan fiction that got brought up. Like that is my. That's an order one of our creative process. Yeah, and, and you know what? Creative. I I actually consider that one my my most embarrassing podcast failure is that we haven't done that yet. And I try to explain to people it's not because like I'm like no I'm not doing that. It's because the two of us are busy guys. We got to sit like we got to have. Going to take time. time to transcribe an entire screenplay. Yeah, from- I've got it sort of like broken down but like 
it's just going to take time to record it and then like put music and sound effects in, in it and stuff. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to get a, a show out a week and stuff. Like I know there's a ton of people that do way more, but. I got I to gotta make money, son. I got to pay for all this Star Wars shit. I'm going to be trying yeah, to buy have, a celebration. We have very intense personal lives that are very demanding. So, like, the fact that we scheduling this podcast in itself is um, challenging enough. And then doing that other thing on top. It's still, it's going to be good, though. We're going to make it. Will happen. I'm, it I'm will happen. Because I'm super excited happen. about it. Like, I am ready to shine. There's a, Okay. If any of you want to watch me make guacamole there is a youtube video where chef your boy chef will right here makes guacamole for whoever wants oh. to know i I, t- I break it down and do it for you right in front of you so you just go to youtube and google babalu b-a-b-a-l-u and then how to make guacamole and i'll be the guy in the white chef coat and the red hat and i'll tell you how to do it okay i need you to do me a favor because uh we got a little off track here in the beginning i ain't even giving you guys the business Oh shit! Enough with the foreplay. It's time to get to business. While I'm giving the business, Will, I need you to do me a favor. Send me the link to that YouTube video. I'll throw it in the show notes for the podcast. I'll post it on the Twitter and the Instagram, and uh, and everybody can see that. Speaking of which, if you want to see Will's how to make Babalu guacamole video, see Chef Will breaking it down for a news news channel. Right? It was like local news, right? Yeah, that's exactly see, what it was. See, the lady from the news came in and was like, "Hey, will you show us how to grow guacamole?" And our it was my it was supposed to be my chef that did it. And he was like, rah, 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 "I don't, I hate being on TV." You, will you want to do this? You look, you got it, your shirts clean and you look good today. And I was like, "Yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's let's do it." And so I went over there and I did it in one take. And I mess up in one spot, but I'm like real chill about it. And then I just keep going. And I just did the whole thing in one take, and they it, it was done. Like they were impressed. I was like. Hell yeah, I'm going to do my own cooking show. I'm, I'm going to get a couple GoPros and do a cooking show. So, uh, we uh, b- remind me to bring Babalu back up. There's something I want to bring up about Babalu and a mutual buddy of ours from Babalu. Anyway, right <laughs> if you want to see this video and you don't want to go search and you just want a direct link, you can follow us on Twitter at Blue Harvest Pod and on Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. You can look at, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. And you can buy our stuff at tpublic.com slash user slash blueharvestpodcast. Have I mentioned to you guys lately that we're super stoked to be part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network? You don't know how stoked. Because uh, we are. We're real stoked to be among such amazing podcasts as Now This Is Podcasting, Steel Wars, Steel, War, Steel Wars, sorry about that, buddy, uh, Rebel Girl, Cantina Cast, Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for wieners or winners. I prefer wiener, winners to wieners. Ooh, did you hear that little slip up? Tarkin's talk sh- Top, oh, guys. Tarkin's Top Shelf, Idiot's Array, First Order Transmissions, and uh, the Cargo Hold. So you guys, uh, if you want to check out any other Star Wars podcasts, there's a whole list. High quality content provided by the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, which we're now part of. And grateful and thankful to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. I, I swear. 
I th- that was some rough business. Like it, sometimes the business is good, and afterwards you were like, "That was some good business." This time you're like, "It just we just didn't gel on this business this time." No, every business is amazing, mm. but some businesses get me more excited than others. I ruined this business. I jumped the gun a little early. Oh no, it's okay. I just I'm a little out of it. Um, okay, so. What is going on in the world of Star Wars this week? What is going on? Well, uh, probably the news I was most excited, I don't know about excited, but most interested in this week has been the initial reveal of uh, some of the products that Hasbro is going to be releasing for the 40th anniversary of A New Hope. And uh, the First article I believe I read on this was posted on io9. I think they got the sort of exclusive first look at this stuff. Um, and this isn't, as far as I know, this isn't all the stuff that's going to be released. Um, I have heard some rumors of some leaks as far as like actual Black Series 6-inch stuff goes. Um, so I think this is, and, and plus, by the way, Toy Fair is coming up later this month. So I think we'll probably see some of that stuff then, and uh, maybe a little stuff at Celebration. But they basically announced three different things. No, four different things. They did a new Star Wars Monopoly. I've got like five fucking Star Wars Monopoly. Like, I've got nine hours to play Monopoly with some friends. Right, and somebody that's really into it and dedicated is like trying to take property. Like, you know, it takes somebody that really wants to play that game to play it, the strategy. Yeah. It's not like you gather like you know a bunch of seven or eight year olds. You're like, let's play Monopoly. Like, oh yeah, let's buy property and move a train. Like nobody wants to do that as a kid. And this is this is the thing. I'm sitting here talking shit about Monopoly. I do occasionally. I'll get the Monopoly I'm, hair up my ass, and I'll be. I'm like, not even gonna lie to you. I love Monopoly, but you love, have to be into yeah. it with a couple of dudes that want to play Monopoly. That's when it's fun. That's like Risk. Like you can't get like. Yeah, I'm not into risk, risk as much. Or... You know why I'm not as into risk as much is because when I was a kid, my dad would play me in risk and just demolish Steve me Roy, every time, right? And get fucking such joy out of it. And he'd be like trying to tell me strategy and stuff. I'd be like, I'll figure it out on my own, Dad. Risk Master <laughs> Burkhart, jeez, right? Chill out, Richard. I'm eight. I don't understand military strategy yet, right? I mean, steamroll me. And then he got a version on our old Tandy 1000 computer, like on... Uh, I had one of those. On floppy disk, right? Yeah, they had the big disks. We're not talking about diskettes. No, I'm talking We're about talking the about big... They are floppy. Um, he had he got a version of Risk where you could take turns on the computer. Like, you would he would do his move, and then I would get the keyboard and do my move. And right. it would just be computerized demolishing of oh, me. Nation. And then, like, he got really into that game, Civilization 2. Yeah. You remember that game? It's like Risk on a grander scale. My dad was right. fuck. Anyway, that's I, I don't fucks with Risk. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and but yeah. and I'm sitting here talking shit about this Monopoly, and I look at it in this article, and I'm like, that's a, that's a pretty damn nice little Monopoly set. Maybe I do need that in the collection. Yeah. That's how deep the Star Wars stuff sickness goes in me, man. Like, I I would I wouldn't classify it as a sickness. Uh, a lot of things that might be sickness is not. Yeah. It's controlled hoarding. 
of Star <laughs> Wars things. But of the precious. The, I mean, of anything to hoard, I guess, buddy. Star Wars stuff is... At least it's cool to look at. At least it's not trash or Tupperware is full of human feces. <laughs> I mean, of a lot of all the things people could collect, like how awesome and harmless and like sentimental could Star Wars be? That's true. Anyway, um, besides the Monopoly, they announced a Titanium series uh, three and three quarter inch line of... I believe these are going to be uh, sold under the Black Series name. Moniker, if you will. Um, but they're titanium. They're, uh, they're posable. They're not like... Uh, they're static, basically. They're not like, you know... There's no points of articulation for my POA nerds out there. Um, so basically, they're little 3.75 metal Star Wars statues with... Um, some different little backdrops and stuff, and they can connect together. I think these look all right. Like, these might be something that I wait to hit the clearance aisle to get. They look neat all connected together. Uh, right. Do you see in the picture of these, like, they show them, and it's the same figures, but on one side, they've got the, like, movie backdrops. On the other side, they've got, like, the character portrait backdrops. Yeah. And those movement effects on the saber, you see what I'm talking about? Yes. I hate those. I don't think those look good. Yeah. I think they look silly. Like, that's not what it looks like in the movie. That's true. When they swing a a saber, you know what I'm saying? Right. Just because it's, you know, it's trying to indicate motion, but it's not necessary. At least it's optional. Like, it's optional to connect that stuff. I see see what you're saying. It's very nice. And, like, they do... Some stuff sort of like that with Gundam models and shit. They'll have like, you know, that kind of stuff. Those special effect plastic pieces that make look make them look like they're in motion and stuff. And Yeah. Those you actually look pretty see? cool. They do. They really do. What do you I would like for them I really like the Spartan one where they're all on that rock. Do you know what I'm talking about? That like action posed. The legendary one that came with Reach. The one I have? Yes. The Halo Reach uh, Legendary Edition statue. Yes. Um, that our shitty a, former roommate broke when he moved out. Right. Fucking dick. If they had one of those for Star Wars, I think that would be epic. You know, something. It could. <coughs> you know, the quality could be even bigger than that. But like. Uh, yeah. Well, I, like I mean, this, they, where all the backgrounds are different behind them. They do have some stuff like that. It's it's normally a lot more high end. Right. You know, you're looking at the, when you're talking about stuff like that, you're talking about so it's like more a, of a statue and they're not like figures up there. Well, yeah. And it's, it's more like a sideshow or a hot toys or, oh, okay. uh, you know, a gentle giant type situation. Like there is a amazing, uh, sideshow Boba Fett or hot toys Boba Fett that I, I mean, I want to get, but it's so expensive. Like it's yeah. probably more than I've spent on star Wars toys. In one go, in a long time. Wow. Well, no. Look, it, it, for all that, so you know when we went on Force Friday for The Force Awakens, and I went right. buck wild on Star Wars stuff? Yeah. Probably, if I took all of that, plus that BB-8, and combined it, that's how much um, one of those Boba Fett hot toys is. But, like, he's got a special stand that where it's look, it looks like he's escaping the Sarlacc, and... Like the tentacles are wrapped around his feet and stuff, and it's yeah. really cool, really cool stuff. 
but super pricey. But if you scroll down, it looks like they might do something kind of like that um, on a smaller scale. And, and for it's still pretty pricey for a six inch Star Wars figure. 50 bucks for these new. And I don't know that these are going to, I think these, they're going to be called the centerpiece range. So these will be Star Wars centerpiece mm-hmm. figures. I don't believe these are going to be under. Um, Is that this one with Luke on the? Yeah. On the ATAT leg? Yeah. I don't think these are going to be sold under the Black Series banner. Well, that's damn near exactly what I was just talking about. Right. So uh, for anybody that hasn't seen these yet, uh, you may be familiar with the Star Wars Unleashed toys they did sort of in the early 2000s. They were statues. They would be these sort of over-the-top poses with cool bases and stuff. I have the Boba Fett one, and I have um, Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting from episode three. That was like the big thing I got on the Force Friday for episode three were the two unleashed figures that you could hook together and their bases like the lava going all around them and stuff. Right. Uh, These are very similar. More detail, it looks like. Now, granted, these are like the uh, Hasbro porno shots with all the nice lighting and like the super perfect version. Hopefully it'll look that good when it hits the stores, but previous experience says that, hmm, don't get your hopes up. Now, however, the basis on these are fucking cool. The only one they've shown is Luke Skywalker in his uh, X-Wing outfit, and he's standing on the foot of an AT-AT. And uh, it's like, you know, when the, it's like the foot is down in the snow and there's like an explosion uh, effect going on that lights up that's the thing these bases all have like light up elements and stuff like that and if you read you can actually there's other figures you can attach to these bases and some of the bases connect so yeah i'm pretty stoked about these if they come out looking cool 50 bucks is expensive though per yeah. 50 bucks per who knows how many they're going to do in a line like you know they do four in the first that's line true. That's two hundred bucks, man. That's, that's but that's pretty much exactly what I was just talking about. And then, lastly, yeah, it is. It's very similar to what you're talking about, in a little bit smaller scale. But if they connect and stuff, I could see that being a pretty impressive little display. Right. And then after that, the thing I've been waiting for ever since they started redoing the uh, Force FX lightsabers uh, and renamed them as the you know the Black Series sabers. They're doing the Obi-Wan saber, and I am fucking stoked. I will get this. This will definitely be one that I track down. It is my favorite saber. It looks cool. Like, I know the Force Effect sabers aren't on par with, like, an Ultra Saber or any of those um, high-end, like, fan-made sabers you can get. Ultra Sabers are the ones you actually can fight with, right? Right, right. And look, that's cool. And they are some beautiful sabers, but once again... Four or five hundred bucks for a fully decked out saber, man. Like, one day. One day. Yeah. But until then, I can spend 180 bucks, although I'll find it for cheaper. Trust me. I, I, that, I'm starting to become a Star Wars deal hunter. And, and not even, not even really me, man. Like, we call him El Bargion. Like, uh, it's, it's my, it's my enforcer, Jeremy. That dude knows how to find a fucking Star Wars bargain, man. Like he's got the bargain sense. He does. Like I want to start a YouTube channel, Star Wars Bargain Hunters, 
and I'll just follow Jeremy around. He'd be like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, U-Wing. Yeah, he found me the U-Wing, Poe Dameron's Black X-Wing, and Ezra speeder bike for super, super cheap this week. That's a great set. Mm-hmm. And that's a good guy to pick those up for you. Yeah, he is. Um, that's the thing. Like, the vehicles are really cool once I get them, but I never get them on, like, Force Friday or anything like that because I know they're going to go on clearance. I know they're not necessarily the best quality, especially lately, when it comes to scale and things like that. And um, So, you know, I typically hold off until they do show up on clearance. And, man, they are nice. All right. It's always great when you can find something that quality for yeah. that price. Yeah, man. I just, uh, you know, eh, I wonder. Well, I know what it is. I, I, as far as I understand, it's it's very technical. It's the cost of plastic, but that's why they don't do the kind of um, vehicles and stuff they did like when we were kids. Like, if yeah. you compare, if you compare my. Um, resistance X-Wing to like the Power of the Force 2 X-Wing like there's a very noticeable difference in quality and scale and things like that and it all comes down to cost unfortunately alright that does it for Steve Cobra's favorite segment Um, what else well we've got one other sort of little thing to cover um, so there is a very possible casting rumor for the Han Solo movie floating around, and it appears that there's a sort of a, a Netflix original show called Fleabag, who, yeah. uh, that, that stars a lady named Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and she, uh, is apparently really close to or maybe has even signed on to be in the Han Solo spinoff movie as a motion capture character. Oh. Which is interesting. It seems like that's going to be sort of a running theme of these uh, this new era of Star Wars movies. You know, with The Force Awakens, we had... Um, oh, what's his dick? Gollum. What's his name? Andy Serkis. Yep. And... Um, uh, of course, Lupita Nyong'o as Ma- Maz Kanata. And right. then um, Homeboy from Firefly. I am having, I'm struggling. Uh, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyki? Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Dos dicks. Alan Tudyk. As K2SO. So, um, flipping, flipping through the news mm -hmm. before I got on here, I saw where there might be a Firefly reboot and there was something about Daisy Ridley being interviewed by Dame Judy Stench. Okay. So I can address both of those because I, I, I am familiar with both the, like the president or CEO of programming of Fox said that he would do. Um, some Firefly episodes with Joss Whedon if he was willing. But like, I think that's as far, like he just said that. I don't think Joss Whedon is like, yeah, let's do that or any, anything else like that. Like the president was just like, yeah, I would do that. The president of the network, not the president of the United States. Yeah. He would probably fucking have all copies of Firefly burned. Yeah. 
Um, they had a big DVD and Blu-ray burning. I wonder if that show ever came out on VHS. That'd be funny to see a bunch of people burning VHS. <laughs> beta. Burning a Chinese bootleg beta of Firefly. And Joss Whedon would use the money from that to do the next Firefly whatever. Or he'd probably do some sort of black and white musical movie and it would be like, you oh, know, it's... It was really good, I swear. Agent Coulson was doing fire, uh, doing Shakespeare. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was fucking great. Um, and the Daisy Ridley thing. So Daisy Ridley is in a movie that's in production right now with Josh Gad. Um, you might know him as the voice of Olaf in um, Frozen. Yeah. He was he also... a comedian? Yeah, comedian. He's also in the original run of that amazing... Uh, Broadway show Book of Mormon which was so fucking funny right. uh, Jesse and I went to see it um, um, when it was here in town it was so funny did you ever see The Interns is that that movie with uh, Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro no the, well it might be but I may be getting the title wrong it was one with Owen Wilson and um, oh my god Wedding Vince Crashers. Vaughn Wedding Crashers yeah. yes did I ever see Wedding Crashers? No. No, no, no. Oh. Well, These you... two guys like go and apply at Google for like an internship. No, I have not seen that. I, th- okay. I think it's called The Internship, and I think the one with Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro is The Intern or something like see, that. See, you were right. So what, what about that movie? I have lost my train of thought. The I'll intern- be quite honest. What <laughs> Josh Gad, Josh Gad, Olaf, Book of Mormon. I intern. think he's in that movie. Oh. I think just from the voice. <laughs> I think I he's think in that he's movie. The, <laughs> um, the secret owner of the company, Google thing. Okay, that that's where we. Okay, were. that's where. That's what happened there. Okay, right on. Um, so he's in a movie that's in production right now with Daisy Ridley and Judy Dench, and he has been. Which I understand why some people don't think these videos are funny. Like they don't make me laugh, but these. These videos are 100% a joke, and people online seem to think they're real and are getting really upset about them. Like in the first one, the first one, uh, so this is Josh Gad is filming this all with his phone, right? He has Daisy Ridley come over to his trailer, and he's like, Hey, I just wanted to ask you something um, before we film today. And she's like, Yeah, sure. He's clearly filming her with his phone, she's in on the joke. This is what I'm trying to say. And he goes, um, who's the last Jedi? And she's like, oh, I can't, Josh, you know I can't tell you that. And he's like, is it you? Is it Luke? Is it Kylo? Like he, and like he's just bugging her. And he's like, yeah. it sounds ominous, the last Jedi. And she leaves. That was the first video. And the second video, he has her come over and he's like, hey, once again, clearly with his phone out the whole time. Um right has her come over again and he's like, Hey, the director wanted us to go over these rewrites before. And he has her read the script page. And she's like, uh, and at this point, uh, Daisy tells Josh who Ray's parents are. And she's like, Oh, Josh, not again. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just these goofy little funny quote unquote videos they're doing. And then in the third one, it's the same setup. She comes over to his trailer, except now Judy Dench is sitting there and she's got like, a black cover up on pulled up over her head. I thought maybe, I don't know if this was the intent, but it looks like Sith Lord Judy Dench to me. Right. Right. 
Yeah. That's and what it looked like. now he's getting Judy Dench to ask her all these Star Wars questions. Like, try- oh, no. So, like, it's just these goofy little, like, they're bored on set. Josh Gad is bored. He's like, fuck it. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, don't get, like, you can think they're not funny. That's fine. I don't particularly think particularly think they're funny. But right. don't be like, oh, Daisy's clearly uncomfortable. She's a good actress. She's playing along. Right. <clears throat> and then and the, you got to be prepared for that. Right. She was prepared for him to ask. Right. It's not like they, it was all they're all in on it together. They're actors being buddy buddy. Like right. they're like, "Ooh, this will make a splash on the internet." Whatever. Yeah, they're putting Daisy Ridley's for... adorable. I'll take any fucking Daisy Ridley videos we can get. Fuck yeah. That's what I say. Amen. Okay. That does it for Star Wars news. Um so we're going to move on to emails. Before we do that, Will, did you see the fucking um Avengers Infinity War trailer? Not even a trailer, like a it reminded me a lot of sort of the behind-the-scenes videos they do for the Star Wars movies nowadays. Why wouldn't you know? Yes, yes, I did. How'd you know? <laughs> because I sent it to you. Um, man. Man, man, man. Very uh, impressive. Yeah, it looks cool. And, you know, it's not like we didn't all see this coming, but they definitely confirmed that it's going to be the enti- entire Avengers cast plus guardians of the galaxy plus spider-man you know it looked epic about as epic you know yeah a story as we have seen you know that's filming in atlanta are you serious yeah yep pinewood studios the same company where star wars films over in london they film in pinewood they have studios in atlanta as well and that's where avengers infinity war film is or infinity oh excuse me infinity war is filming it's where um, Spider-Man Homecoming filmed. Um, I believe Civil War filmed there. They film a lot of their Marvel movies there. Um, I applied to be an extra in Spider-Man and Avengers. Like, yeah. Just to see. Just for shits and giggles. That would be funny. That would be fucking hilarious if I made it into Avengers. I'd be like, what happened to Mick Foley? He really let himself go. <laughs> What if you're an extra? What if they were like, you need to be, if they're talking at an outside cafe and you need to be in the very background sipping tea or That's what I'm talking newspaper. about. That's what I'm talking about. Like just back in the back, people be like, what, I, what I'd really like is, let's say, I'll set up a scenario. Thanos is going crazy. There's a building falling and I'm in my wheelchair and I look up and I'm like, ah, the building looks like it's going to fall on me. And Spider-Man swoops in and picks me up wheelchair and all. And there's just a shot of Spider-Man swinging through the city, holding a wheelchair with a dude in it. A fat dude that looks like a young McFoley. That would be classic. Total classic. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Not that much longer until we get to see it either. It's next year. And everybody's going to be in it. Like the Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy are going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's going to be in it. They showed some really cool um, concept art from the movie. And it was um, Rocket Raccoon and Thor together. That's cool. Yeah. This is going to be the last Robert Downey Jr. one, huh? I don't know, man. Well, I think it's because, you know, they're filming two back to back. 
And he was originally contracted for, if I am not mistaken, three Iron Man movies and three Avengers movies. Well, they were able to extend that to three Iron Man movies, four Avenger movies, Spider-Man, and Civil War. So as long as he's healthy enough to do it, I think they might be able to get him to keep doing it. At least pop in and out, you know? Yeah. How hard is you know, well, see, as much as he's thing. in Spider-Man, you know, like like I think if he, if this was like a Michael Keaton Batman situation, you know, Michael Keaton famously hated wearing that Batman suit. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. never wears an Iron Man suit again. He did in one and maybe two, but since then the suit has been entirely CG. He wears oh, like really? a, a motion capture thing. Right. So like that part of the the hassle of the job isn't even there anymore. He doesn't have to wear a big, bulky, uncomfortable fucking plastic suit all day. So, right. you know, when you make concessions like that for your actors, then hopefully you can keep them around for a little while. We'll see right. how it if goes, though. It, if you make it something fun for them to do and easy for them to do, why would they not want to do it? And, I mean, clearly Marvel has been good to Robert Downey Jr., uh, crazy enough that it, 10 years it does not seem that long when Infinity War comes out it'll be like a 10 year culmination of all these movies tying together into one big explosive sort of tie in movie yeah. that's crazy seeing I saw the the amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. on TV and yeah. it made me think about how many Spider-Mans there had been already because you know, like I was already what was it 2002 or 2000 i think it was 2002 when the first one came out so within you know 15 years we've had five spider-man movies we're about to have a sixth it's pretty crazy and it's we're on the third reboot already in 15 years they shouldn't even bothered with those amazing spider-man movies the first one I wasn't they were terrible. better than the first ones. Really? I do not like that second one at all. Man, um, I get it. I mean, I get why you don't like it. But I don't like the third Tobey Maguire Spider-Man so much. It soured me on the whole trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But I still say that two, two is amazing. Two with Dr. Octopus is probably my favorite it's, Spider-Man movie it's so far. Pretty, okay, it's pretty good. I mean, I'm not gonna. That first one, uh, that first one does not hold up though. With the fucking Power Rangers ah, looking, ah, ah. Spider Man. Yeah, with the Power Rangers looking Green Goblin. Yeah, great casting for the Green Goblin. Terrible, what? terrible costume design. All right, let's get into some emails. Let's get back on track on the Star Wars. Yeah, sorry. Oh no, no, no. So first up. We got um uh we got two voicemails, two emails. Uh, the first one, there's a little story behind. Our buddy Ollie sent us a congratulation, congratulationary, congratulatory. That's what I'm looking for. There it is. Congratulatory. Oh, oh my goodness. Swedish Oliver? No, no. This is Ollie, not Ollie. Swedish Oliver. This is Ollie. Sent us a congratulatory voice message. And I read this or listened to this 
the first thing when I woke up one morning, this has been a couple weeks ago, and I was like, that's awesome. You'll know why I, I liked it so much when you hear it. And then I either didn't mark it as unread or it just got lost in the shuffle. And like, I forgot about it. And one day I was thinking about it. I was like, Ollie sent in that voice message with some fucking big trouble and little China stuff in it. Whatever happened to that? Well, luckily he emailed me about it or messaged me about it rather and uh, sent it again. So here it is the lost Ollie mail. I feel bad because Johnny be lo- losing Ollie's voice messages all the time. Are you serious? And then I do it too. Like <laughs> he's always like, oh, Johnny, you better not have lost my voice message. Here we go. Oh, I need to restart it. That was not loud enough. You just listen to the old pork chop express here now and take his advice on a dark and stormy night when the lightning's crashing and the thunder's rolling and the rain's coming down and sheets thick as lead. Just remember what old Paul Sparkhart will win. Does when the earth quakes <laughs> and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah. Paul he just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and he says, That's pretty awesome, right? That's good. That's really good. Oh, you know what? Oh, I can't, I'm, I'm fucking up all over the place. You know what I forgot to do? What did you forget to do? The most important fucking part of the podcast. Oh, no. I'll be honest with you, Hoss. This gets stuck in my head at unfortunate times during the day. <laughs> there are times when I'm like, I don't need to be thinking about this. That part in particular is just uh, <laughs> Lou Hobbs! Will win Goose Payne! G Money! King Tom! Joe! slow Okay, that's better. Whew, yeah, I feel like a new man. Dude, that gets stuck in my head now. all the time. All the time. Um, I think we should really do a, some sort of Kia D shirt now. Like, we don't need a shirt that says cockhead on it. Like, we no. want people to be able to buy our shirts and be like, yeah, this is a cool podcast. Don't worry about it the fact that it be... says cock. Okay, I got an idea. It's Kia D, like turning back over his shoulder with a thumbs up and sunglasses on and he's about to get into his Honda Accord with the sunroof. <laughs> I like That's that one. I also like the idea of Kia D Mundi playing like an explorer guitar like rocking out, singing like Kia D just looking normal like he does, maybe with some twisted sister face paint maybe. I don't know. Spice it up a little bit. Playing or like the Einstein one where he's got his tongue sticking out and there's like a galaxy behind him. <laughs> and and he's playing a guitar, singing, and he's got like a little comic book balloon that says, 
Blue Harvest Baby. Woo. We got to work that into a shirt somehow also. Blue oh, Harvest okay. Baby. And then, um, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, what? maybe that, you know what? Maybe our buddy Evan will fall asleep to our sweet dulcet tones. And as he's sleeping, he'll hear these and he'll wake up and be like, I got a great idea for a couple of Kia D shirts. And then I'll be like, those are great. I'm so glad you thought on those, thought of those on your own, buddy. Well done. Now I don't feel like I'm bugging you about making t-shirts. Could you make me a Kia D shirt where he's like looking over his shoulder, (laughs) stepping into a Honda Accord. Maybe the fucking license plate says, CKC head. <laughs> It'd be cool. Yeah, it would. All right. First up, we got our buddy Richie. And let me tell you, Richie is uh, fired up. In case you didn't know, Will, his uh, New England Patriots won the, oh, uh, right. the old Super Bowl on Sunday. The old Super Bowl. Uh, I watched uh, 13 minutes of the Super Bowl, and that was the halftime show. Uh, yeah. And I was super yeah. into it. I mean, I, I saw it, and I was impressed. It, it it certainly didn't go the way it was going in the beginning, you know. What do you mean? Was, oh, it, the game. The, the game. Uh, I thought you were talking about the halftime show. I was like, are you about to no. start talking shit on Lady Gaga? No. The I was bone up on you. Lady Gaga killed it. Oh, my God. Actually singing, might I add? Not like fucking uh, touchdown shark Katy Perry lip syncing. Like, Sting is disappointed as in his entire life. Like, the way she came in from the roof of the stadium, like, anytime Sting does his thing now, he's like, man, it just doesn't seem that great now with what Lady Gaga did. Are you talking about Sting from the police or Sting the wrestler? Sting the wrestler. Okay, I thought so, because I was about to say, I don't think fucking Roxanne will be dropping from the ceiling anytime soon, playing no. the bass, arguing not, with Stuart Copeland. He's not sending out an SOS <laughs> and a message in a pop. Stuck up. <laughs> Sting stuck in a fucking harness halfway down to the stage. He comes in on like his yoga pose, float levitates <laughs> in with fucking... yoga pose. <laughs> Ten- Doing some fucking tantric jerking off. All right. Here we go. Here's uh, old Richard Chase. Richie from Boston. What's up, my Blue Harvest brothers? Hey, this is Richie. It's a little before 7 on Monday morning. And I gotta tell you, I have a huge fucking chubby this morning. Did you see that fucking game? Huh? Fuck you, haters. All you people better bow down to the king, Tom fucking Brady, five rings, fuck you, Roger Goodell, fuck you, fucking Atlanta Falcons, the last fucking Jedi, the only fucking Jedi in the fucking league, and fuck you, Eli Manning, I don't know why, but fuck you. Wow, that fucking game. Hey, but we're not talking about that. We're going to talk about Hasbro, because... Hasbro is on my fuck you list today because my gorgeous wife set up this awesome fucking spread for the Super Bowl. And you know what? We're trying to keep the kids busy yesterday. And my oldest daughter, she's six, and she said, uh, Daddy, I don't want to go play with my toys. And I'm like, honey, just just play with your fucking toys. You know, we're trying to set up all this shit and... 
Yes, I don't swear at my daughter, but that's what I'm thinking. And she's like, she's like, Daddy, I don't know how to use my imagination. I don't know how to use your imagination. I got you every three and three quarter figure from the Force Awakens line. Like, are you serious right now? Not to mention the, you know, I think you're the only kid in Massachusetts that has a three and three quarter chopper. I mean, let's go. Just, just go out there and play with your toys. And then I started thinking. I went back to that last episode. I think it was um, when you and Tom were talking about fucking play sets. Yeah, Hasbro, get us some fucking play sets. When I was a kid, I had every fucking He-Man figure known to man. And you know what else I had? I had the Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain and the fucking the Slime Pit. And all the fucking playsets, and I played for hours. And that's what our kids are missing. They don't know how to use their imagination because they've got fucking every figure under the sun, and then they sit down on a fucking rug, and they're like, what am I supposed to do with it? The best thing I could come up with was have Keati Mundy drive a fucking trash truck that my son has. <laughs> well, you know what? That's not going to work anymore. Get us some fucking playsets, Hasbro, you fucking dicks. Fuck you. I like that. That was good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the mental image of Kia D. Mundy driving a trash truck, I like that. But, like, him being completely ecstatic about it. Like, giant grin on his face about driving that trash truck. Big old smiling dickhead. Yep. Man, he's. A, I wish Kia D. Mundy was my fucking trash truck driver. Our trash truck driver is fucking pissy with me sometimes. And I don't even feel like I'm a bad trash service customer. Like, it's not like I'm putting out a bunch of unbagged trash. It's like two bags of trash tops each trash day always blocking the driveway when i'm trying to get out he flipped me off one time trash guy you, flipped you, me you off. gotta get a new trash guy <laughs> I, gotta, I know right he flipped me off like i was trying to back out of the the driveway to go to work and like the trash truck was there and so like i rolled down my window and i was like hey guys hey hey guys like not being rude not being pushy just trying to get their attention to be like hey you're blocking someone's drive because they'll park and then they'll grab the trash from my house, my neighbor's house, the people across the street's house. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't stop in front of every house. They stop and run and pick up and I'll throw it in the truck and stuff. <clears throat> and the dude gets up on, you know, the guy that holds the back while they drive forward, like the guy that gets up on the little step on the back, gets up on the step and sees me with my head out the window and flips me off and it just pulls off real slow. <laughs> Fucking rude. 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 All right. <clears throat> so next up, we have a question from our buddy Dylan. What's up, guys? So word around the campfire is that the Clone Wars may be getting pulled from Netflix. I haven't watched much, but from what, but from hearing others' opinions, it sounds like the series gets better after a couple of seasons. So with time possibly running out, is there a good starting point a couple of seasons in? Thanks, Dylan. Yeah, I forgot to mention that in the news. It looks like uh, Netflix's deal for having the entire series of The Clone Wars is going to run out on 
March 7th of this year, which is mm. a bummer. <clears throat> I actually need to just uh, bite the bullet and buy that box set. Right. Because um, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's something I definitely like going back and watching. Um, There's so far, many good things in there. Yeah, as far as where to start in that show... Um, if you're wanting to watch a good chunk of it, I would say start season three. Um, I actually have gotten to where I like most of season one and two. Um, now that I'm watching it, you know, like in long form and not, um, you know, week to week, but season three seems to be where it really kicks up. What you need to do is look up, um, Leland Chi, uh, who works for Lucasfilm, when Clone Wars was over, posted a chronological list uh, of how to watch Clone Wars in chronological order. Well, that's handy. You know, you'd figure you'd want to put that out at the beginning. Uh, yeah, or, you know, just release it in chronological order. That's the right. one thing that bothers me about Clone Wars is that it skips around so much. And it actually does level out towards, like, after season three or four. Like, it's pretty much chronological from four, five, to six and stuff. But no. in the beginning, it jumps around, and that bothers me, man. Like, I don't know why you just don't release it in order. Like, that's right. awfully hard to keep up with. You Quentin Tarantino'd every episode? Like... <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah. So, what? but he also posted some other sort of episode lists. Like, if you wanted to watch all the Mandalorian episodes or any of the Darth Maul episodes, I would say those are your your storylines that you really want to try and, and watch all of is the Mandalorian storyline for obvious reasons. Obvious why I'm suggesting that. The uh, Darth Maul stuff. And the Darth Maul and Mandalorian stuff ends up intersecting um, at a certain point as well. Um and then the stuff in season six, like watch the Mortis arc. It's weird. Like, you know, it's um it's it's real mystical force type stuff, which I'm a big fan of. Um watch uh the Yoda arc that ends the whole thing in season six. It's really good. Um I feel like there's another really good arc. Oh, the Order sixty six arc in season six is really good. That uh gives you a little more insight into that whole deal. So, you know, just focus on that stuff. And if you're looking at doing some serious watching, like I said, maybe start season three and then uh, watch three, four, five, and six. That sounds like a lot. But they're short episodes. What's the arc with Dooku with the Ion Cannon ship? That's actually in the first uh, first season. That's the Shadow of Malevolence arc or something like that. That's, that's the name. That's how far back, yeah. That's a... That's, uh, a really good arc, I feel like. I mean, it's Star Wars and a super weapon, so if you have any problems with Star Wars and super weapons, maybe don't watch it. But Yeah, yeah, maybe you know I like it. I don't think our buddy Dylan's like that. He ain't like that. All right. And last but certainly not least is our good buddy and guest from last week, King Tom. Dude, it was so good having King Tom on. It was. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Halls and Will and the rest of the moisture farmers. Oh, that's right. You know how last week we were talking about what we didn't know uh, what to call our listeners, like we couldn't come up with a good term? Right. And I was like, we should let Johnny Grosso. He's good at that kind of stuff. Johnny came up with a pretty good one. 
And his slogan was, Blue Harvest Moisture Farmers, we get you wet. Oh, 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 that's pretty good. I think we'll just keep it at Moisture Farmers. And it'll be implied. Yeah, strongly implied with my buddy Ass Crusher Will. All right. (laughs) Hawes and Will and the rest of the Moisture Farmers. Well, it feels like we're about to enter the dark times. The number of theaters playing Rogue One is declining each week. I'm guessing here in Columbus, Ohio, it will be completely gone by next week. Eventually, we'll have Rebels, Empire's End, and Rogue One on digital slash Blu-ray. But for a few weeks, there's not going to be much out there in terms of Star Wars content. Damn, way to, way to bum me out, King Tom. I gotta do a Star two Star Wars podcasts every week. I have a list of things that I'll be reading to keep myself busy with, and podcasts to listen to. First up, the Darth Plagueis novel. Yeah, it's expanded universe, but it's one of the best things to come out of the EU. I agree. I'm not saying I would reincorporate everything into the new canon, but it's strong enough to think of it as Phantom Menace background material until we're told otherwise. Which leads me to my question. Is there any EU material out there that you would accept as new canon? Or think can be pulled over without any problems? Thanks for reading and for the great podcast, your pal King Tom. King Tom, um, great to have you on. Thanks for the write-in. Funny enough, I have... A- I just I was on Facebook before we got on, just like I was at the news, and I saw a petition for uh, Netflix to do the old Republic era shows, like a series from the old Republic, and that just got me thinking that that's that's what I would want, that's what I would love. I'd love for the EU from the old Republic to canonize a little bit, a little, some of that stuff, and I think Netflix would be a great you know a great way to do that. I don't know that it will, and I don't know even if a bunch of people signed a petition that Netflix or Lucasfilm even would, but I saw that on Facebook before I got on here. Yeah, and you know, they... Old Republic is in a weird spot because it's so far out that like it can exist without um, affecting any of the canon stuff, but I know it's also not considered canon. Right. There were rumors that the first Knights of the Old Republic game was going to get like an HD remake either like this year or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was hoping that that was going to be true and that they would rework the story and make it canon. Or they could just call it Legends, I guess. But I was really hoping they'd make it canon. Um, But I don't think that's the case anymore as far as the remake goes. Right. Um, So that's kind of a bummer. Um, I think we will get something in that area eventually, and I could see some of it being influenced by the Old Republic stuff, for sure. But yeah. I don't know if they would do like a straight adaptation with Revan and things like that. I'd love to see Reb- Revan in a movie. Love yeah, of to. course. But, you know, I also realized that if they were going to do that, they would need to rework the character and, you know, freshen it up. Like they're doing with Thrawn in Rebels. Yeah. Um. I'm super excited that Thrawn is now canon. I just hope they do something with him beyond Rebels. Um, so, you know, I hope they just sort of keep him going. You know, like, I hope he survives Rebels and they leave the character open. Maybe for some sort of, I wouldn't even say adaptation, but I would like to see the next Star Wars animated show be in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens with Thrawn being the main villain. 
Now, I'm not mm. saying you do an ad- adaptation of Heir to the Empire and Dark Force Rising and The Last Command. Because <clears throat> there's clearly stuff in those books that wouldn't mesh with the uh, the new canon stuff. But I think you could bring some of those elements in, maybe even reintroduce like Talon Card or whatever you call him. Yeah. Um, and have, you know, him, the, him have the fucking smuggler ring and all that stuff going on. Mine is similar to, to Will's. The one I'd like to see brought over into the canon is Tales of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. I'm such a sucker for that comic series, Ooh, yeah. man. Like every time we talk about it on the show, I have like the two omnibuses that collect everything. It makes right. me want to just go sit down and read them all in one night. And the Chronicle Jedi, Odan Ur. Yeah, and Exar Kun and Exar Kun and the Keldromas. Yeah, you you, you look Keldroma or you look Keldroma. who knows how you even fucking pronounce pronounce that stuff. But it's badass. I love yeah. that stuff. I love the look of everything. I love how the lightsaber hilts early on are connected through like a it, battery it cable felt fantastical, mm-hmm. but still felt sci-fi and ancient at the same time. It yeah. accomplished that fairly well. And you know, I, I'm going to be honest. I've heard some, and I, I feel like these are justified complaints about Knights of the old Republic is it's supposed to be set thousands of years before a new hope yet stuff still kind of looks the same. It do, it looks like it could just be set in another part of the galaxy as opposed right. to that far back. Like, uh, I know in the Old Republic game, like, when you get, uh, I played a Sith Inquisitor. When I got my ship, it kind of looked like a TIE fighter. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. Jedi Starfighter kind of looked like a Tantive Ford type deal. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Absolutely. So, I can see that complaint. That's why if they do it in a, uh, if they do do a movie, or like you were saying, a Netflix show, which I would be so excited about. Um, and look, like... I am all for fans showing their passion and I don't think there's any harm in signing a petition to get Netflix to do it. But I don't think Lucasfilm is going to be like, wow, you know, 200,000 people or however many signed this petition, we better spend millions of dollars. Like to give them something they'll binge watch on Netflix. Right. Not that they won't ever do something like that. I'm just saying like, a petition's not going to do it guys. Like I understand. (laughs) and, And I fully support your, like I even support the people that want more of the old EU books, like like a series of books to film to finish out that storyline. Like, right. but it's not going to happen. If if it not only well, if it is going to happen, it's going to be a very very long time. They're not going to want to put out books that would confuse people that aren't going to be listening to Star Wars podcasts. You know what I'm saying? I fully understand that everybody that listens to this would understand the concept of, okay, this is just the storyline that wraps up the old legends canon. Like it did. It's not part of the real canon, but it's just a separate story that wraps all that up. I would, someone's not reading, you know, they're like, what the hell is it using Vong? Right, right. And uh, Chewie's dead. He was alive in the last movie I saw. And, what about where are all all these solo kids they're talking about? I only know about Kylo Ren. You right. know what I'm saying? Like it would be so confusing. And you know, they a lot of fans put together their money to buy that billboard about bringing the legends back and once again, an amazing showing of fan passion. Like I love stuff about that. I love seeing Star Wars fans be passionate about Star Wars stuff. What I do have a problem with is when you're a dick to people online or you're given new canon authors bad reviews because 
This right. is not your quote unquote canon that you grew That's up. That's so with. negative. And I mean, okay, you love the EU. Do you know, the money you spent to buy that billboard? You got a really bitchin' party where all of you got together and like talked EU? about the EU and right. had some drinks and some right. dinner. And, and... Well, either you know, like I said, I would rather people put their money together and get a billboard made and show their passion that way than you know mass one star reviewing an aftermath book, not because of the quality of the book, but because you're mad that it's. You know what I have to say about that? A Jedi wouldn't do that. Yeah. I, that is not the way of the Jedi. You're right. I think there's, uh, I won't say a lot, but there's definitely a fair number of Star Wars fans that could maybe uh, do with sitting back and being like, you know what? A Jedi wouldn't do that. A Jedi would not do that. Luke Skywalker wouldn't do that shit. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, moisture farmers. Yeah, America, <laughs> ask yourself. Would a Jedi do that? And if the answer is no, you know, if it seems that you have a problem, then maybe you do. <sighs> but yeah, Tales of the Jedi for you, Old Republic. I think that's just saying that we'd both really like to see some more ancient Star Wars stuff. Star Wars history. I love it. Love it. And would love it. <clears throat> well, buddy, that's going to about do it for this week. It's a shorty this week, but not much Golly. to cover. Just a couple voicemails, couple emails. Nice relaxed Friday evening, Blue Harvest yeah. with my buddy. Uh, you should follow Will, our good buddy Will at Will Witten Three on Twitter. If you like our theme song and you want to support the band who was kind enough to let us use that music, they are Stoned Cobra, and you can get their music on iTunes, on Spotify, or at StonedCobra.BandCamp.com. We have two new shirts available. On T Public, we have just the uh, the logo, the new badass logo that Ben Layton designed for us, and we have the amazing combination of talents between Evan DeCellis and Ben Layton in our new samurai version. I'm gonna leave that up till I'm gonna leave the old one up uh, for another couple of weeks before I take it down, just in case anybody wants it. But <clears throat> you know, if you're not super interested in that one, you want the new one, then that's cool too. Uh, that about does it. Thanks for recording with me this buddy, uh, this week, buddy. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. Well, anytime. Every time, my man. Anytime. Anytime. I'm out of it. I'm out anytime of it. Anytime and every time. Anytime time. and every time. All the time. 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 Rickandmorty.com. Time. Why you punish, punish me? me? Well, did you hear the episode that Steve and I did while you were gone? The Guilty Pleasure album episode? Yeah. You listened to that? I listened to most of it. Is that why you brought up Hootie and the Blowfish? That is. Can you tease me about tomorrow and all the pain and sorrow? Did you hear my cat meow? Did you you hear my cat meow when I did that? Mushu Mushu let out a little meow. I don't know if he dug it or if he... uh, If he was like, nope, nope, nope. Nope, none of that. (laughs) <laughs> he was like, Hoss, um, we talked about this. You got me started, man. <laughs> Listen to the crowd. Listen to the crowd. That's a Hootie and the Blowfish crowd. They want more. Oh, and, and Darius Rudker and crew got it for them. <laughs> Why oh. you punish me? I hit you right in the field. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Oh, listen to that harmony. If you don't feel that, there's nothing inside you. Oh, here comes the good harmony. Here, <laughs> listen. Can you teach me about tomorrow and all the pain and sorrow? The crowd knows that was an awesome harmony. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. That's for my buddy Johnny. All right. That's enough of that. For Blue Harvest, I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs>